Section 31 of The Art of Worldly Wisdom. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Sonrisa, SirVision.org. The Art of Worldly Wisdom by Baltasar Gracian. Translated by Joseph Jacobs. Section 31. 281. Find favor with men of sense. The tepid yes of a remarkable man is worth more than all the applause of the vulgar. You cannot make a meal off the smoke of chaff. The wise speak with understanding, and their praise gives permanent satisfaction. The sage Antigonus reduced the theater of his fame to Zeus alone, and Plato called Aristotle his whole school. Some strive to fill their stomach, albeit only with the breath of the mob. Even monarchs have need of authors and fear their pens more than ugly women the painter's pencil. 282. Make use of absence to make yourself more esteemed or valued. If the accustomed presence diminishes fame, absence augments it. One that is regarded as a lion in his absence may be laughed at when present as the ridiculous result of the parturition of the mountains. Talents get soiled by use, for it is easier to see the exterior rind than the kernel of greatness it encloses. Imagination reaches farther than sight, and disillusion, which ordinarily comes through the ears, also goes out through the ears. He keeps his fame that keeps himself in the center of public opinion. Even the phoenix uses its retirement for new adornment and turns absence into desire. 283. Have the gift of discovery. It is a proof of the highest genius. Yet when was genius without a touch of madness? If discovery be a gift of genius, choice of means is a mark of sound sense. Discovery comes by special grace and very seldom. For many can follow up a thing when found, but to find it first is the gift of the few, and those the first in excellence and in age. Novelty flatters, and if successful, gives the possessor double credit. In matters of judgment, novelties are dangerous because leading to paradox. In matters of genius, they deserve all praise. Yet both equally deserve applause, if successful. 284. Do not be importunate, and so you will not be slighted. Respect yourself if you would have others respect you. Be sooner sparing than lavish with your presence. You will thus become desired and so well received. Never come unasked, and only go when sent for. If you undertake a thing of your own accord, you get all the blame if it fails, none of the thanks if it succeeds. The importunate is always the butt of blame, and because he thrusts himself in without any shame, he is thrust out with it. 285. Never die of another's ill luck. Notice those who stick in the mud and observe how they call others to their aid so as to console themselves with a companion in misfortune. They seek someone to help them to bear misfortune, and often those who turned the cold shoulder on them in prosperity give them now a helping hand. There is great caution needed 
in helping the drowning without danger to oneself. 286. Do not become responsible for all or for everyone. Otherwise you become a slave and the slave of all. Some are born more fortunate than others. They are born to do good as others to receive it. Freedom is more precious than any gifts for which you may be tempted to give it up. Lay less stress on making many dependent on you than on keeping yourself independent of any. The sole advantage of power is that you can do more good. Above all, do not regard responsibility as a favor, for generally it is another's plan to make one dependent on him. 287. Never act in a passion. If you do, all is lost. You cannot act for yourself if you are not yourself, and passion always drives out reason. In such cases, interpose a prudent go-between who can only be prudent if he keeps cool. That is why lookers-on see most of the game, because they keep cool. As soon as you notice that you are losing your temper, beat a wise retreat. For no sooner is the blood up than it is spilt, and in a few moments' occasion may be given for many days' repentance for oneself and complaints of the other party. 288. Live for the moment. Our acts and thoughts and all must be determined by circumstances. Will when you may, for time and tide, wait for no man. Do not live by certain fixed rules except those that relate to the cardinal virtues. Nor let your will subscribe fixed conditions, for you may have to drink the water tomorrow which you cast away today. There may be some so absurdly paradoxical that they expect all the circumstances of an action should bend to their eccentric whims and not vice versa. The wise man knows that the very pole star of prudence lies in steering by the wind. 289. Nothing depreciates a man more than to show he is a man like other men. The day he is seen to be very human, he ceases to be thought divine. Frivolity is the exact opposite of reputation. And as the reserved are held to be more than men, so the frivolous are held to be less. No failing causes such failure of respect. For frivolity is the exact opposite of solid seriousness. A man of levity cannot be a man of weight even when he is old, and age should oblige him to be prudent. Although this blemish is so common, it is nonetheless despised. 290. Tis a piece of good fortune to combine man's love and respect. Generally one dare not be liked if one would be respected. Love is more sensitive than hate. Love and honor do not go well together, so that one should aim neither to be much feared nor much loved. Love introduces confidence, and the further this advances, the more respect recedes. Prefer to be loved with respect rather than with passion, for that is a love suitable for many. End of section 31